Here's the question of the week. Who are you and why are you here? What is it that you really want to do with your life? What's the one thing that you really, really want to do? Come on, you know the thing I'm talking about. Now, I know this might sound trite and trivial to a busy and important business owner like you, but it's really important stuff. Hey, it's Peter Harmon, the Food Guru, here with your weekly pep talk. My goal is to help restaurant owners, managers, and chefs, just like you, to focus on eight basic fundamentals that lead to a better life and financial freedom. Today is Monday, February 1st, 2021. Wow, I can't believe it's February already. Time is really flying. And this is episode number 111 of Build a Better Restaurant Podcast. It's called Life is Short. Okay, let's get right to it with thing number one, Pete Bergstrom. I never talk about my clients because I believe what we do together is a private matter between us. I will never brag about my client list because I think it's a cheap stunt to attract new clients. And the fact is, I don't have fancy clients. My clients are regular people who own restaurants, people who work their asses off to build a life for their families. And I don't ask my clients for testimonials to post on my website because I think it makes them look silly. However, I am going to break this rule today because I need to share an important story. Today, I'm going to tell you about Pete Bergstrom, a restaurant owner from Monticello, Illinois, who did an incredible job in the face of COVID-19. I started working with Pete in April of 2020. He was in a really tough spot, both professionally and financially. I'm talking bleak. His back was up against the wall and then some. Pete owned two restaurants. The Monarch Restaurant, which was a really cool old church that served dinner, kind of like a supper club. And Bergie's Place that served breakfast and brunch on the weekends. And he also did private dinners and catering. Pete created the business of his dreams from scratch with blood, sweat, and tears. During our many conversations, I learned a lot about Pete. His goal was to serve delicious and nutritious food to the residents of his small Midwestern town. He wanted to serve something better than the normal crap that's offered by the great American food machine. He bought his eggs from the farmer down the road, he bought his pork from another friend across town. His goal was not to be rich or take advantage of anyone. He genuinely wants to serve his community. He cared about people. You could say Pete was living the dream, doing what he loved. He dreamed of owning a restaurant and he achieved his dream. And like most of us, achieving the dream isn't always easy, it's hard. A relentless daily grind, especially today. I like to say, be careful for what you wish because you will get it with all the nasty little strings attached. But Pete had his dream that he loved. And he completely believed it would lead to success of his family and his people. And maybe even his, make his community a little better place to live. Pete truly wanted to enrich and empower the people around him to be and do more. He had a vision of creating an apprenticeship program for people who wanted to learn the restaurant business and the culinary arts. And as you know, in March of 2020, COVID-19 hit. Soon thereafter, the state of Illinois shut down indoor dining and all large group gatherings. So Pete lost all his catering contracts. And before long, his little restaurant empire was hemorrhaging cash. Well, that's when I met Pete. Together, we examined and discussed the business in depth. 
We looked at his menus and his financials. It was a train wreck. At his current trajectory, he would be lucky to make it three months before he ran out of cash. It was a gut-wrenching situation. We went back and forth with several different options and scenarios. Eventually, we decided the best course of action was to close the Monarch restaurant, to give it back to the landlord, Matt, who turned out to be a smart and decent man. The landlord was willing to turn Monarch into an event space and let Bergie's cater all the events. This got Pete away from $8,000 a month in overhead, and it gave him a slim but doable path to success. Now, the second part of the plan was to turn Burgies into a takeout and catering business. And then when dine-in was allowed to return, the place would really start rolling because it would have three parts, dine-in, takeout, and catering. The plan was to serve breakfast and lunch five days a week and have time for a life. It was an ambitious plan. Pete said he was up for the task and would give it his best shot. Over the next few months, I worked with Pete as he went through the painful process of closing his beloved monarch. See, closing a restaurant is a very difficult thing for an entrepreneur and owner. It's a huge mental and physical drain because as you know, our business is part of our DNA. Well, after Monarch got closed up, it was time to reimagine and remodel Burgies, to change it from something that the staff and the community knew and loved into something new and different and unknown and risky. The goal was to transform Burgies into something that made sense for both the new world of COVID-19 and the changing dining styles of the near future. Change can be a real scary deal. I had to talk him down from the ledge more than once, but through the process, Pete always found a way to win, to make the change and get it done. Letting go of the known, the comfortable, the okayness of the past is hard. It's risky and scary, but we need to do it. We need to move on with the hope of a brighter future. Pete worked hard to create the new vision statement, an organizational chart, checklist for every position. He costed the menu and tightened his recipes. And speaking of recipes, Burgess is famous for German pancakes that rise up like a souffle. Fabulous. During the process, Pete had to become an accountant, a marketer, an architect, and the general contractor for the remodel of Burgess. He even learned to lay tile and do some simple electrical and plumbing by watching YouTube videos and talking to local tradesmen. He was never sure if he could do it or not, but he did it anyway. In his younger days, Pete was a helicopter pilot in the Army, and he was brave, and he had guts, and never gave up. During our weekly sessions, Pete was always upbeat, prepared, and ready to do whatever he had to do to improve. And when patio season ended in the fall, he completely remodeled and transformed Burgies from dine-in patio to takeout. And each week in December, his numbers were getting better and better. And in January, the same trend continued. A little better each week, sales were growing, and they were working out the kinks and finding their way. And finally, the break-even line was within reach. As you know, the break-even line is a very important goal for a business owner because it's the point where we stop burning cash and losing money. This is a big deal. After losing his ass for nine months, Pete was about to break even and stop burning money. The plan was to get to break even and hang in there 
until hopefully someday in the future, the state of Illinois would reopen for dine-in. And then we knew things would really take off. About two weeks ago, the state of Illinois announced 25% indoor dining. Wow. This was much sooner than we expected. So suddenly Pete had to scramble again and make a few quick adjustments and a plan for the new dine-in service. Finally, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, good news. And then last Tuesday, January 26th, Pete told me the even greater news. The state of Illinois was about to allow him to reopen at 100%. What a great day. Not only was there light at the end of a tunnel, now the sun was shining and the sky was bright blue. Wow. And during that same Tuesday strategy session, Pete's wife, Linda, joined us. And I asked her how she thought things were going. She was a little nervous about being shorthanded in all the changes and all the new business. But she was doing her best to adapt and move forward because Linda is a trooper, Pete's wing woman. I told them both how proud I was of Pete and how hard he had worked, how hard they had both worked to make the transformation, and that we weren't out of the woods yet, but we were definitely headed in the right direction. And then we discussed what needed to be accomplished for the next week. This week, Pete's mission was to get to the banker and sign up for the second round of PPP money. He'd been putting it off because they were short-staffed and just too busy, but I reminded him it was important. And we signed off around 11.30 a.m. on Tuesday morning. And then the very next morning on Wednesday, January 27th, Pete Bergstrom had a heart attack and died. He was 61 years old. I'm shocked. My heart is with you, Linda, and Chef Eric, and the staff at Bergie's, and all the people that Pete left behind. I can't believe it. I never met Pete Bergstrom in person. We did all our work on the phone and via the internet, but he became my friend. We shared a bond and I'm really gonna miss my Tuesdays with Bergie. The thing is, Pete was living his dream. He was chasing his dream. He was passionate about it. He loved it. He was doing his 100% absolute best to create something of value for his family and his people and his community. And now this brings us to thing number two. Life is short. Today is a gift. Tomorrow is not a guarantee. Today is all there is. Right now is the only time you can affect. And what are you doing with your today? What are you going to do with your now? What if your today is your last day? Are you ready? I know I'm not. I have some very important things to do. What about you? I mean, this thing really hit me sideways. Here we are doing our best, trying to get through the day, struggling to make ends meet, busting our asses to survive, trying to build a business the business of our dreams, and boom, game over, done. Okay, this brings us to thing number three. It's time to stop and think. Who are you 
and why are you here? What is it that you really want to do with your life while you're still on this planet? What is the one thing that you really, really want to do? You know the thing I'm talking about. It's the thing that causes you angst in the pit of your stomach. I'm talking about that thing that's just outside of your reach, just outside of your comfort zone or your area of current expertise. I'm talking about the thing that you will have to be your absolute best to achieve or acquire. The thing that wakes you up in the middle of the night. The thing that you keep pushing back down because the timing isn't right or you don't have the money or you're afraid of what they might say. Yeah, that's the right one. That's the one. That's what I'm talking about. Here's a crazy thing. You know that angst that you feel in the pit of your stomach that you probably think is fear or resentment or regret? But it's not. It's not fear. It's your future greatness calling you forward. Calling you forward toward the life you should be living. Calling you forth toward your real dream, your real life. Marianne Williamson says, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. I love that quote. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a restaurant owner. And that means you're working your ass off. And that means you probably believe you're the only one who cares about your business and your mission. You're probably afraid to trust your people, to allow them to really step up and help you. You're like Atlas, trying to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. You probably believe you're the only one who can move the ball forward. And if you don't do it, nobody will, and it won't get done. Hey, I know how you feel. Because that's how I feel. Some days. Not all the days. And guess what? It's wrong. It's all wrong. We need to take a pause. We need to take a break and catch our breath, and look around, and consider that maybe, just maybe, we're not alone. Maybe our people aren't all shitheads. Maybe they're people too. People just like us. People who actually care. People who want to help. People who need to help. People who need a sense of purpose. Maybe they just need a chance, an opportunity to step up and show what they can do to step up and make a contribution. See, this isn't just the story of Bergie. This is also the story of us. This is the story of you and me and our people. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your life. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is your actual life. We're playing for keeps. This is as real as it gets. You're the person who's writing the script for your life. And if you're not happy, or if you're unsatisfied with any part of your life, change it. Change it now. And remember to be careful for what you wish because you will get it. And when you do get it, it will come with all the nasty little strings attached. Your job and your duty is to rearrange the strings and turn them into something beautiful, like a musical instrument that you can use to make beautiful music. It's time to stop and ask yourself, who am I and why am I here? Why did I come to this crazy planet? What is my mission? What am I here to do? 
Who am I here to serve? It's time to be the man or woman that God made you to be. It's time to realize that you're powerful beyond measure. You are a leader. And your people are looking to you to lead the way. I'm sure you may not feel like a leader some days or feel that you're worthy, but these are your people. And if you don't step up and lead the way, who will? God put you here for a reason. Your job is to enrich the lives of others, everybody around you. It's a matter of biblical importance. The greatest among you shall be the servants. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Leap and the net will appear. In conclusion, what if today was your last day on the planet Earth? What if you got an email and it said, today is your last day. At 10 p.m., it's over. What would you wish you had time to do, left to do? What would you be scrambling to do to get done? Who would you be racing to? What is the one thing that you would wish you could have done? Or the one thing you wish you could have said? And that brings me to this week's homework assignment. It's time to do that thing. It's time to say that thing. It's time to make that statement. It's time to be bold. It's also time to stop and smell the roses. It's time to take a freaking day off and let somebody else drive the bus for a minute or maybe longer. I'm not talking about giving up and being lazy and being sloppy. I'm talking about taking a break to clear your head. It's time to do something for and with the people you love because you just don't know what tomorrow will bring. My name is Peter Harmon. I am the food guru. My goal is to start a restaurant revolution where every restaurant owner and manager and chef who joins us has the knowledge and information they need to reimagine their restaurant. To create financial freedom and live the life of your dreams. Today, this is more important than ever. It's time to release the shackles to reimagine your life. It's time to giddy up, to move forward. It's time to do that thing you always wanted to do. It's time to take that chance and risk that risk and roll those dice. It's time to stop thinking small and start thinking big. It's time to live. And here's one for you. If there was no such thing as money, what would you do all day long? That's what I'm talking about. I highly recommend that you start doing more of that right now, today. Thanks for listening. I wish you all the best. I'll see you next week.